Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. I ran across an extraordinary book of teachings by one of the uh, great contemporary teachers of non-duality named Tolku Urgen Rinpoche called Vajra Speech. And I wanted to read some of the teachings from this book. We should have his photo on the wall. So can you find one? Okay. I'll start from the beginning because there are so many interesting and very subtle points in it. I may end up going through the whole book over a period of meetings. So the first section of the book is called Accomplishment. By the way, he's a teacher of the Vajrayana school of Tibetan Buddhism, which is one of the tantric schools. And uh, they have a three a level process that they refer to as the view, the development, and the fruition, right? The view literally is the theory, theoria, right? The vision of what is it like to be in Buddha consciousness? What is it like to realize non-duality as one's constant state? So there is a first day, a a level of teaching that gives the jnana and then there is the development uh, phase in which they tend to use a lot of visualizations which they admit are imitations of that state in order to develop two basic uh, qualities within the soul that are usually not present in the ego. One is bodhicitta, which means both compassion for every being, because every being is a manifestation of the Buddha mind, and, uh, and one has compassion for their uh, state of ignorance of their true nature, which is responsible for their suffering. And one wants to, out of loving kindness, help souls stop suffering. Right? That makes sense. So if that becomes your motivation in life, uh, it means you have to have stopped suffering if you're going to be of any help to anyone else to stop suffering, right? So there's a, an, an implicit then uh, vow of uh, being free of dukkha, suffering of any kind because one is totally in love with the Buddha mind. And the way they develop that love is through devotion to Buddhas and Bodhisattvas that, uh, that, that have images, like Kuan Yin, for example, or, uh, uh, I mean, she's the Chinese version, but Avalokiteshvara or, uh, or any of the many 
varieties of dhyani buddhas that are developed in, uh, in Tibetan Buddhism, as well as various gods and goddesses and dakinis, and they have a whole menagerie of uh, ascended beings. And you can choose your ishta dev, like the Hindus do, and, uh, and then visualize that being and feel a bond of love, okay? Now they admit that, uh, and they don't hide it from the students, that, that this is purely a projection of love that actually should be turned inward. It shouldn't be turned toward an image of a goddess or a, a Buddha or any of that. That's just the only reason you have to do that in that phase is you don't yet realize that you are the Buddha that you're worshiping and loving. And so you have to have an image of it so at least you feel love because the ego doesn't love itself. It hates itself. And it is the object of hatred of its superego. So it's always suffering. It's getting nightmares and it's getting physical symptoms because it's being attacked by its own mind. Okay? This is the problem with split mind. One part of it attacks the other part. And there's a constant battle going on within. And so to eliminate that battle, there's a, a figure of love that then takes the energy that would go into internal conflict and turns it into devotion. Then in the final phase, they say, okay, let's stop imagining Buddhas and goddesses and all of that and realize that it's yourself you love but not your ego, your real self, and stop believing you're an ego, please. That's the last phase. You're not a body, you're not in a world, this is a hologram, none of it is real. You, you are simply pure awareness. You're not even in the dream of the world. The holographic dream is not your habitat. You are the transcendent self that is like a mirror that contains the dream as a reflection, but the reflection is not really part of the mirror. It's temporary. And when the reflection is gone, all you have is the gleaming light of the mirror itself. That's who you are. And so if you can reach that realization, then you know what Buddha mind is. And you realize that that's all that is because everything else is just part of a simulation that is a flux, it's temporary, nothing has reality within the, uh, the realm of form and duality. What is real is only consciousness itself, and consciousness itself is blissful, always, and it's eternal, and it's changeless because there's no time in consciousness. There's time only in the dream because of change, movement, but nothing moves within the eternal consciousness. It's pure light and pure love that is uh, always emanating, but without any kind of uh, uh, change within itself. It, it's just a, a constant glow of blissful energy. That's what we are, okay? So if you're not in that constant state, of glowing with joy and bliss and in a state of total peace, then you are not in your real self. You're ignorant of who you are and what you are. And, and so the process is coming out of that ignorance 
and realizing the real self, the Buddha mind, the Buddha nature, which is the nature of reality, of everyone, because we are all made of the same stuff, which is just consciousness. Right? Okay. All that is prologue to now let's listen to Urgen uh, Rinpoche. The first section of the book is called Accomplishment. Among the signs of practice, there is experience and accomplishment. Okay, so he's dividing it into these two phases, which is very interesting. Even in the preliminary phase, people will have experiences of momentary joy or bliss or even think they went through ego death and they'll talk about it as if I, I reached enlightenment and all that. It's not true, of course. You can have a glimpse, you can have an experience, but that's not the same as realization, okay? And so many people settle for these temporary uh, breakthroughs that then uh, lead to a fall back into the ego because they have not truly recognized uh, the, the reality of uh, the real self. And it was only caused by either a drug or some special circumstance or vibrational frequency of a, a vortex or a situation that caused it. But it wasn't internally uh, grokked as one's being. Okay, so experience, even if it's of a very high kind and you have a vision of God or whatever, it's meaningless. It's only the accomplishment of the realization that whatever you're experiencing, which means you're in duality, right? There's someone experiencing something, uh, that's false because there is nothing to experience. There is only the self. Any experience, X means outside of oneself. It means one is still in delusion. The self, once it is accomplished, does no longer live in the realm of experience. Okay, so, the true sign of practice is that you are naturally and effortlessly without fixation. Now, I think that's a very important statement. What does he mean by fixation? Who has an idea? What does fixation mean? Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.